0: here get out your pen and paper and your bibles please turn with me to matthew 24 i want to share with you this morning a message that may take about three weeks to get through basically i want to take you through what's trending how many of you have heard that term before what's trending right what's what's happening out in our culture what's trending throughout the world What I want to share with you, as a matter of fact, is what's trending, and with that concept is what is the present truth. Now, when we say what's trending, it's what we're watching in culture, um, what's happening around the world now. Our culture is no longer just American, how many of you know that? It's global. And so we're trending to see what goes on around the world. You wake up and the first thing you see is, is a web page, typically, or a phone information and news on what's happened throughout the world. Castro died, right? And, uh, and, and uh, so many different people and different situations are trending in the world. Uh, with that, we have to understand what is the present truth of God's Word. And what do I mean by present truth? The concept of what God is doing now, if the world's trending something, God is trending something. How many of you know that? But God doesn't follow the world. God's one step of the world. He's one step ahead of what is planning. God trends and understands what's going on, and he brings his people a present truth. And the second Peter, verses 1 through 12, says this, Uh, Chapter 1, verse 12, for this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know and are established in the present truth. Now that's the King James, New King James, your Bible might say the truth that you have, In other words, Peter is writing and he's saying that you have a truth and an understanding of the Word of God at this moment. It's the New Testament. Peter is announcing the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that's the present truth that has been revealed to culture and to Judaism that Messiah has come and Christ has come to bring his kingdom. That's the present truth. Now, that was there all the time, wasn't it, in the Old Testament? But they didn't see it, they didn't understand it, yet it was in the Word of God. And so a present truth is not bringing a new revelation, it's bringing the old to light. In fact, Watchman Nee puts it this way, what is the up-to-date truth? Actually, all the truths are in the Bible, there's not one truth that's not in the Bible. Although they are all in the Bible, through man's foolishness, negligence, and disobedience, many of the truths were lost and hidden from man. Freshly revealed truths are not God's new inventions, rather they are man's new discoveries. Every worker of the Lord should inquire before God as to what the present truth is. So, We are looking at what's trending around the globe. And as the church, we need to ask God, what is the present truth to deal with it? What have you revealed to your church so that we are ready for what is trending? you with me? So there is a trending and there is a present truth. And we as the church need to be responsible for that. Let me give you some examples. How many of you remember King David? In Acts 13 verse 36 it says, For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, he fell asleep and was laid with his fathers and saw corruption. So, what this verse says is that David had a purpose for what generation? His generation. Do you see the reality of present truth? Now God was in the covenant with Israel. God revealed himself through Moses in the five books of the law, the Torah. God revealed the tabernacle. But in David's generation, God took that truth into a present reality and brought the tabernacle of David into Jerusalem. And he unified Israel and David became a messianic figure of what was to come. Nothing was invented new. It was all there, but it was revealed in a new manner. And so we see that. Now, how many of you know we have a completed canon, the New Testament? I'm not saying there's anything added to this, but what I'm saying is what's being revealed out of it for us today. For example, Martin Luther in the 1500s had a present truth concerning justification. The church had all but lost the concept that salvation was by faith Through grace, right? By grace through faith, faith alone. And that was a present truth that changed the course of human history, wasn't it? John Wesley had come into the 1700s and he had brought sanctification, a concept of holiness, into the the church. We see Parnam and Seymour at the Azusa Street Revival in the 1900s who brought forth a Pentecostal revelation. It was all here. But it became a present truth to a present generation. So what's trending now, I have to ask you, what is the present truth that you're to represent? And that's what we're going to cover as a church. Because we want to be on the crest of the wave of God's present truth and move of His Holy Spirit and not behind the trend of the world. Which so much of the church is behind the trend of the world. They're clutching on to the historical aspects of what we used to have. We want to keep our hymnals and our pews. But if that's not the way God's moving, get rid of them. And we have to evaluate in our hearts and minds, are we holding on to something that is no longer relevant to impact what's trending in this world for the gospel? Are you with me? Ask your neighbor, are you with me? Yeah? Yeah? (laughs) <laughs> consider the sons of issachar it says in first chronicles twelve thirty two 32 from issachar men who understood the times and knew what israel should do so how do you understand the times that you live in you understand what's trending am i driving this home Do you understand what's trending? Not in the church world. Do you understand what's trending in culture and in the age we live in? Do you understand what's trending? And then, what is the present truth in what we should do concerning the times or the trending? I think I've proved my point. So to borrow a phrase um, from Black Lives Matter... You need to stay woke. That concept that's trending right now is a fashionable thing to stay. And what do you think stay woke means? Be alert. Be aware of what's going on. Stay woke, church. Stay woke. Tell your neighbor, stay woke. woke. Amen. Just jab them a little too and make sure they are awake. Stay woke stay woke and so you need to be in the place of present truth concerning what's trending let me give you some more examples i like the statement by henry ford if i had asked people what they wanted they would have said faster horses that's the church's mentality we need to change the music so it fits the style. We need to change the coffee so it fits the style. You know what a present truth is? This world's dying and they need life from the Holy Spirit. They need life and life abundantly. Amen. While while half the church is still trying to cash in on the prosperity gospel, half the world's dying. Let's give them Jesus in a reality. And I love this kind of thinking. If we're going to wait to find out what's trending among the people, they want faster horses when God's got some new aspect that will take you there quicker and faster. Amen? Amen. The same with Steve Jobs. Oh, come back here, Steve. A lot of the time, people don't know what they want until you show it to them. That's a lost world who is blind and dead to God. They don't know that they need God. They're spending money on love, joy, peace, right? Gentleness, goodness. They're trying to find it anywhere. What they don't realize is the church owns love, joy, peace, and goodness through the very fruit of God's Spirit. We're the ones who have it. We're the ones who have the present truth that they need. And so we need to show them what they need, and that's going to take us opening our mouths and using our hands and feet for the gospel. Amen? Amen. And so there is a present truth, and there is a trending. So I'm going to take you on a little journey here. We're going to find out what is trending, and we're going to find out what the present truth is. So if you will, turn with me to Matthew 24. Let me read to you. Verses 4 to 14. Matthew 24, verses 4 to 14. And Jesus answered them See that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of the birth pains. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Can I just make a point here? Um, You have to be on the planet for that to happen to you. I'm just saying. Okay? Okay? So the church has to be on the planet for this to happen to us. Okay, all right. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will increase, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Better understood that word is delivered. The one who endures to the end, will be delivered. This isn't talking about salvation, about being saved. It's about being delivered out of this thing. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. There's going to be a testimony that is going to be powerful in this time, and it's going to go to all nations. Can anybody tell me what that testimony would be? Maybe Jesus is Lord? okay you with me there'll be a testimony so while this is going on and while this is happening there's going to be a testimony so while there are these activities there's a testimony that is increasing and mounting that is going throughout all the world even though there'll be trouble and tribulation and persecution there is a testimony that's going to take place that's going to be spoken to all nations are you with me all right this thing is powerful And it cannot be stopped. Now, in this discourse, there are three trends that Jesus is speaking of, and I'm going to cover each one each week. He warns of deception, he warns of devastation, and he warns of depravity. Has the church ever had to deal with deception, devastation, and depravity? Yes, but on the scale coming, it's going to be immense. But do not fear, do not be troubled, Jesus says, because the church is growing into her full stature. If we could handle it uh, 2,000 years ago, if we could handle it 1,500 years ago, if we could handle it 1,000 years ago, 500 years ago, the church is now better equipped to handle deception, devastation, and depravity than ever before. You may not feel like it. You may not think that in the American culture, but I'm telling you the bride is growing up. The church is coming into its full stature. Somebody say amen to that. You look marvelous, church. You're growing up into the full stature of Jesus Christ. And so what we're going to deal with and what's trending right now is deception. That's That's what's trending. Has anybody... Paid attention to that? Has has anybody noticed? (laughs) There's a lot of deception out there, isn't there? It's increasing. As communication is global and uh, uh, immense, so is the level of deception. I find it interesting that deception, devastation, and depravity are three ways in which the enemy is creating a brainwashing of the population. But let's deal with the first one, and that is what's trending now in the realm of deception. Jesus said it's going to come, and he said this, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah, and they will deceive many. Verse 24 of chapter 24, Jesus says this For false messiahs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the very elect. So it's going to be intense. The deception is at a level of high intensity. Can you handle it? How are we going to be able to handle deception and lies? There's only one thing that is going to be able to get you through all deception and lies. Does anybody know what it is? The truth, the Word of God. Yeah. So as we're entering in a trend of huge deception, what should the church do with the present truth? Read the Word of God. Know the Word of God. Study the Word of God. Can I tell you the level of deception in every movie, every TV show, every song, every correspondence, every news program, anything that's coming into your ear zone is laced with a level of deception. How many of you know this? Our children are growing up under the heaviest level of deception than ever before. What does this deception look like? And what's the present truth to deal with it? And I want to start with this. Human reorientation. What do I mean by that? I'm going to show it to you in three levels. Human reorientation. The deception is not that just that Jesus isn't God or Jesus isn't Lord. We're going to the root of the concept of humanity. What is it to be human? Because if you reorient humanity, you reorient whether there's a God or not and who's in control. And so there's a complete deception concerning humanity, false anointed one, false teachers and false prophets. There is therefore being a message of a false future being propagated. Tell your neighbor false future. Do you know what your future is? You don't have to tell your neighbor this, I'm asking you. What is your future? Eternal life with whom? All right, that's not what's being offered out there. How many of you know that? Eternal life through science is what's being offered out there. All right, so there's a deception to the entire world. The gospel has been relatively silenced and dismissed to the side. And for a while, the Christians have been fine in their little huddles in the corner. This day, that day's over because there's only one hope for planet Earth. And if you'll remember what Jesus said, is while this thing ramps up, there's one message that's going to go to all the nations. Please, when you're understanding end times, you've got to reverse what has been in your brain planted for the last 70 years. The concept that we gotta get out of here, it's so bad, we gotta get out of here, we're gonna escape, we're gonna leave, and the whole rest of the world's going to hell. God won't let this world go to hell. He loves people too much. He wants his church to be in the midst of this thing, bringing a gospel of light and truth to a deceived world. He's going to remove us. He's going to bring us into the center of it. And even while this is going on, deception, devastation, and depravity, the church will shine brightest in the midst of that darkness. Does this make sense to you? God's got a present truth for what's trending out there. Human reorientation. And so he says this, even the very elect might possibly be deceived. It's going to be so strong that it's going to reorient the concept of what the future is. Now, why do I say human reorientation? Because again, down further in verse 37, Jesus says, it will be as in the days of Noah, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. What's so special about the days of Noah Deception, devastation, depravity, because the human race had fallen into a reorientation of what it meant to be human. Now I'm not going to get into a long study on Genesis chapter 6 where the fallen angels came and cohabitated with women and brought forth the Nephilim and destroyed the gene pool and only Noah was pure and could bring the human race into salvation. That's why God had to destroy the world. We all say, well, it was because of sin. Well, he should have destroyed it 10 years after that. Did Noah's family fall into sin? Yeah, so why didn't he destroy them? No, it had to go further than a sin issue. It was a reorientation of humanity. And the DNA was, in fact, changing. But I'm not going to get into that. But let me bring you up to the present trending right now. So in three ways, there is a human reorientation. Number one is an identity identity. We start with orientation and gender. This is just the beginning. Don't think this is the worst of it. This is simply the beginning of changing the identity of man. It starts with, and we've seen it in our days, sexual orientation. And so we begin to see, I mean, homosexuality, lesbianism, it's been around since the beginning of time. That's nothing new. But it is a reorienting of our sexuality. And from the reorientation of sexual orientation, it has now moved into gender identity changes. How many of you know that? And so now we have come to the place where we do not have to identify the gender of a child, even when it's born and it's got all the parts that I'd identify it. We can decide what gender we want that child to be later. And so there is a gender identification, and with it has come all sorts of body modifications. All right? That's the ground floor. Now, already this is completely acceptable worldwide, globally, in our society a gender reorientation and a sexual reorientation. And it's completely here, folks. It's already here. So if you don't understand what's trending, lift your head up and look. All right. Understand the times you're in and that there's a present truth to deal with this. This has everything to do with identity. And can I tell you there is one who can tell you your identity? It is the Lord Jesus Christ. This is why the enemy is bringing deception to keep people from their true identity. And the church is supposed to go out there and begin calling people into their identity in Christ. Now, from the issue of identity, we now go into the sense of new creation. The ground floor was sexual orientation, gender identity, and body modification. And now, body modification is moving into DNA modification and transhumanism. And if you don't understand what transhumanism is, You need to see what's trending. This is globally. The belief that the human race will evolve beyond its current physical and mental limitations through science and technology. How many of you know what's trending usually hits Hollywood first? And from Hollywood, it goes into the TVs. And from the TVs, it saturates the minds of our young people. Old people say, oh, come on, that's just funny science fiction. Wasn't that a good movie? That's silly, isn't it? But it is so saturating our culture... And you'll see all three of these things. uh, um, We went to the movies yesterday. Saw a great movie, by the way. But anyways, okay. So walking down the hall, seeing the movie posters, I thought, oh my gosh. Deception, devastation, depravity. Deception, devastation, depravity. Deception, devastation, depravity. It's just here. We didn't go see a depraved movie. Thank you. But what is transhumanism? Let me help you understand some of it. I don't know if you've heard of Dmitry Itzka a Russian billionaire, founder of New Media Stars, web-based media company, founder of the 2045 initiative, which aims to achieve cybernetic immortality by 2045. He's a billionaire. This is well-funded. This is scientific research, cutting-edge. It's what's trending. It's combining the mechanics uh, of, of robotics and cyber science into the body, to mingle the body with this level of genetic reorientation so that your body won't die. Your soul will inhabit it. We go into the realm of cloning human beings and having host bodies, right? Guess who wants to occupy host bodies? The demonic So we're reorienting human beings. Now you're going to say, but (laughs) come on, this is just science fiction. Wake up, people. This is not science fiction. This is science reality. Things always start with science fiction, only to be prophetic into where it's leading people. You remember what, uh, um, what's the guy's name? My quote I want to. What's his name? Here he is, Steve Jobs. I wanted to say Rob Bell, but that's another. That's a whole another problem. Steve Jobs. People don't know what they want till we show them what they want. People want immortality without God. They're getting it. By 2045, they want to fully reorient society and the beginning i mean just start watching and looking be alert this is happening right now and then the third aspect of this rehumanization this reorientation of what is human we've changed gender we've changed body modification we are now changing what it is to be human and mechanical or machine or at least genetically altering DNA to now the third level, and that's what's trending, and that is heavenly beings. We call them aliens. Oh, now you're way out there, Pastor. Come on. Now you're way out there with UFOs and aliens and all that stuff. Now you're way out there. Man, if you don't understand what's trending and what's happening in this world, where do you think all the beasts are coming out of in the book of Revelation? What do you think these frog creatures are? Toads? What do you think all of this activity in the heavenlies is happening? You want to see the Bible in the headlines? Here it is. And I'm not kidding. And I'm not Deluded. This is the third phase. There have been more sightings. And remember, what did Jesus say? There will be a strong delusion. It will be so extreme that even the very elect could possibly be deceived. When people start showing up, other beings from other planets, they're not coming from other planets. They're coming from other dimensions. Does anybody have an idea of what dimension these beings are coming from? Come on, church. They're demonic. So the realm of the demonic, you could dress them up like aliens, you can dress them up in saucers, you can dress them up any way you want, but it's when the demonic comes to planet Earth as never before. Will the church be ready? We're still arguing whether we should, I don't know, have flavored cream cheese or not. Now let me ask you this. With this strong deception, strong delusions, and, and folks, you just need to talk to your children. This is the reality they have. And if you're not aware of what your kids believe, and, and so you're trying to bring them to church once a month, when daily... Hour by hour, minute by minute, they are being brainwashed and hypnotized and reoriented both in sexuality and in gender and in what is being human and where did we come from and what's coming to visit. We need to bring our kids here and instruct them. We need to bring our friends and family here so that we would be instructed in understanding what is trending. Now, hey, listen, where sin abounds, can someone give an answer to that? Where sin abounds, I'm not saying Cinnabons. Some of you are like, yeah, not cinnabuns. Some of you all got excited. I saw some of you go, what? Not abounds where sin abounds, what much more? Grace. When you heard Jesus in Matthew 24 talk about this, he's saying deception's coming, devastation's coming, but that's not all. That's not the end. Then he says that there's going to be such depravity, and he says, but that's not all. And he said, it ain't over till this word gets out to all nations. And that's what is mounting in the midst of this. So we need a church that's ready, that's in present truth, that is fired up and can handle these situations. And that's what I'm here to do with you. That's what this church is about. We want to be a present truth church. We want to instruct you. We want to teach you. We want to show you how to handle these situations. So when an alien shows up at your door, you say, in Jesus' name, I bind you. All right? Don't get all E.T. and try and phone home. You call that thing out for what it is. And when people are confused and they don't understand their gender and their identity, you point them to the one who can identify them in the depths of their soul and in the depths of their DNA and let them know that God knows who they are and God wants to bring them into the fullness of who they've been called to be. We've got the answer for such things. Now, let's take a look at this. And so, what's trending? First, we're looking at deception in three ways. It's the reorientation of humanity in its identity, in its new creation, and in heavenly beings. That's the deception. And the answer to this deception is Jesus Christ, the Word become flesh. Let me help you understand. First of all, concerning identity and reorientation, this is exactly why Jesus died. Jesus died. The Word became flesh. Jesus became a human. Is humanity important to God? How do you know? Somebody quote John 3.16. There we go. Listen, you don't need to study deep theology for this one. It's really simple. And he demonstrated it really plain on the cross. All right? How many of you are equipped to tell other people God so loves you that Jesus died for you? Can anybody repeat that to somebody? That is the power that can cut through the deception of who am I. Because when Peter identified Jesus, Jesus identified Peter. Jesus asked, who do men say that I am? Well, uh, what's trending right now, Jesus, is that uh, you're John the Baptist, come back from the dead. Well, I've heard trending is that you're quite possibly Jeremiah the prophet. Well, my trending uh, in my Facebook says that quite possibly you are that, that chosen one that Moses talked about. And Peter says, look at all oh, this is silly. I don't care what's trending. I'll tell you, Jesus, in present truth, you are Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God that's what broke through and he says the father revealed that not just what's trending out there among the people the father revealed that the church has got to stop paying attention to what's trending for what we should do we're seeing what's trending so that we can speak into it as to what God told us to do does that make sense to you I stumbled through that trying to find my way but it's what God's telling us to do as to what we speak to what's trending out there. Does that make sense? Church, come on. We've got to hear from Father again, don't we? Now, we've got the answer. It's already here, and we're deceived as if we don't have an answer for all these problems. We certainly do. The issue is deception as to our identity. Half of you, all of you, didn't know who you were till you met Jesus There might be a few of you sitting in here who don't know who you are. You're confused. You're troubled. And I want to tell you, Jesus can identify you. As Peter said, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus said, that's right. The Father's revealed it. And you are... Petros. Simon, this is who you are. You're Petros. You're the rock. I'm going to build my church on the foundation of your confession. That's who you are. And when you get old, you're going to die like this, and you're going to do this, and you're going to be that. When Peter identified Jesus, Jesus identified him. Identity. You need to learn how to begin identifying people. When they don't understand, help them understand that there is a God who loves them and who is holy and that they are separated from Him by their sin and that there is a remedy for that sin. God so loved them that He died and bled for them to wash that sin off so that they can have an identity in Him. It's Jesus 101, and that's the first thing that the enemy has attacked. Secondly, is a new creation. They want to recreate mankind to live forever. But because Jesus died, we have eternal life put in us. Why would you want to live on this planet in this condition forever? Because they have no other hope. And what they don't understand is you get a bunch of robotic people, souls living in robots, you still have the same depravity. The parts just won't wear out. That's called hell. Is anybody with me? All they're doing is recreating hell, and who do you think is behind it? Come on. Do you see the deception? But you tell the people, there is a spirit of power, love, joy, peace, goodness, gentleness, Faithfulness, self-control, this power is the indwelling Holy Spirit. Once you've been identified by Jesus, then you can be occupied by the very presence of God Himself. You don't need by robotics. We've got the Holy Spirit, Amen? amen? We are a new creation, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And last of all is the heavenly beings. We need wiser, smarter other beings to come here. We were the seed they planted in this planet. They're so brilliant and so smart. Can I tell you something? Demons have an understanding because they're outside of this corporal realm. Corporal realm, They have an understanding in the spirit realm, but it doesn't mean they're all that much smarter. They just have more information. But the problem is they still are depraved. All right? So, this alien abduction, this alien enterprise, these demonics coming into the earth are only going to bring more corruption, not enlightenment. There is one who has come, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And can I tell you what they want to do? They want to replace the church. They, they already have eliminated God from the picture. So who do they have to eliminate on planet Earth that represents the kingdom of God? Hello? This is a showdown, people. If you don't understand the enemy that's at your door. Come on, you're talking aliens. I'm talking demons. And you need to understand this. This is a present trending and reality. I mean, the sightings are off the charts. It's getting more and more blatant. And so you need to understand that you're going to start seeing these things like never before. And if you're not prepared, you're going to freak out. Oh, where's God? Where's God? There are aliens. Oh my gosh, maybe there isn't a God. You know how many people we're going to lose over this? Because the deception is going to be so grand. Now, Again, you think I'm nuts and you think I'm crazy. Um you're going to have to deal with that. Can the gospel withstand this level of deception? Absolutely. The gospel can. It's whether the church can. Second Thessalonians 2.3 says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there first comes a falling away, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. So there's going to be a great falling away. The word is apostate. Apostolou. So there's an apostate activity going on. Those who were saved, or at least we thought they were saved, Christians, believers, are going to fall away in great droves. The big question is, has it already begun? Absolutely it has. And so I'm calling you to hang in there. I'm calling you to hang in I don't know how many months ago, maybe it was a year ago, I said, I'm going to say goodbye to some of you because you're not going to continue on with us. I may have to do that again today when you said the pastor talked about aliens and stuff like that. And I don't mean it in any mean way. I mean it in a way of warning and trying to prepare you for the craziness that's coming. And half of you are saying, oh, we don't have to put up with it. We're just going to get taken out of here. Well, then who's going to do the job that the church is supposed to do? Who's going to bring salvation to planet Earth? I don't know. I just want to get out of here. Now, what is our remedy? Hebrews chapter 10. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and to good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So what's trending? The day is drawing near. Deception is trending. How are we going to beat it? We gather together, spurring one another on, in love, and in good works so that we're prepared to handle the craziness that's going on out there and the level of deception. If you don't have someone to call up and say, I'm scared, I don't understand what's going on. They say, let's pray, Jesus, help us. You're going to find yourself drifting into this. But we need to gather together. Here's one of the biggest problems with the internet, with so much Uh, mass media, you can now pick your top 40 hits of preachers. You can watch anybody you want, the best of them all. Why come listen to me when you can listen to anybody else out there? Ravi Zacharias, Charles Stanley. These guys are far better than me. I can just sit at home and watch them. But you can't get what's happening in our midst Oh, I can have the, are you saying I can't have the Holy Spirit? Yeah, the Holy Spirit's there with you wherever you are. I'm talking about the ecclesia, the body of Christ, the called out ones, the church. What's going to start taking place in our midst is where there's deception, revelation's going to come. Where there's depravity, sanctification, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Where there are false signs and wonders, there will be true signs and wonders where the people of God gather. And you got to learn how to get along if you're going to try to win the lost. Did you know that lost people are people? If you can't get along with the church, how are you going to get along with them? I don't have to. I'm saved. I can stay away from them. You're not supposed to. Some of you say they're a lot nicer than the people of the church. That's because God's working on us. And he uses all sorts of tools in his tool chest. Look at your neighbor and say, "You're quite a tool." OK. <laughs> what are we going to do? With this level of deception, we need to learn how to move in spiritual warfare. If, if the spirit realm's going to invade planet Earth, the church needs to understand how to go to war. Amen? We're going to instruct you in spiritual warfare. Secondly, we're going to instruct you if people are looking for that which is eternal, we're going to bring the presence of the eternal spirit into people's lives, and it's going to be person-to-person ministry. And last of all, if people have no identity, we're going to bring souls to be saved and healed and give them identities in Christ Jesus. And it's going to be your instruction in worship here, but the move of God is out there. It's person-to-person ministry. You're going to lay hands on the sick. They're going to recover. You're going to prophesy. You're going to speak against demonic. And in fact, Mark 16 sums it up beautifully. These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. They shall give sight to the blind, right? Isaiah 61, throw it all in there. They shall speak with new tongues. No deadly things will harm them. They shall cast out demons. That's what is going to happen in these last days. You ready for it? Yeah. Come on, you ready for it? All right. Stand with me this morning. Come on.